0: Welcome to the Being Better Together podcast from Learning from Excellence and Civility Saves Lives. This podcast is a series of conversations with people who inspire us about making healthcare a better place to work. We cover a wealth of topics from workplace cultures through inspiration, laughter and joy, to appreciative inquiry and how to do work safely. This is Adrian from Learning from Excellence. Dr. Will Flannery is an ophthalmologist and a comedian. Over the last few years, Will's alter ego, Dr Glockenflecken, has taken social media by storm with a host of comedy sketches making light of a wide variety of situations in which we work in healthcare. In this conversation, we discuss the origins of Dr Glockenflecken, the impact of positive feedback on how we feel and how we perform, the role of laughter and comedy in healthcare, and what makes for appropriate humour in our work. So I am here with Will Flannery, also known as doctor Glockenflecken. Glocken-Flecken. Will, thanks very much for joining us today. Um, I'd really like to get into the topic of uh, laughter and humour and how that brings that joy in, in individuals and teams and whether that may actually impact on our performance uh, in a positive way. Um, and as, as you know, in Learning from Excellence, we're all about appreciation and recognising what's working. And I wonder if these are different branches of the same tree, actually, and and in a way to kind of build um, psychological capital and social capital within teams. But first, um, I think a little bit of introduction is in order. Um, I found you online through uh, Twitter and social media, and you brought a lot of joy and laughter to my life and to my colleagues, I know, particularly that um, kind of series that is ongoing around being a medical student on the first day in rotations. Um, and also you've shared a lot of stuff that's quite dramatic from your um private life as well and your your own experiences of being a patient um but i wondered if you could just take us back to the start and tell us who is dr glockenfleck and how how did he
1: come about and, and <laughs> yeah are you? well i am a um uh i am a, a comprehensive ophthalmologist and so i and i i'm working out on the west coast uh, in the u.s here and um uh i you know, I knew from a pretty early age I wanted to go into medicine, but I had this 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 uh, comedy interest for a long time growing up, and uh, and so that that got me into stand up comedy, really starting in, in high school uh, and into college as well. Um, and uh, eventually, though, um, I I decided that comedy was too difficult a career to pursue. And so I went the much easier route of becoming a doctor. <laughs> um, and yeah. So uh, but I, I still had, even though I wanted to go into medicine, I still had that. That was the, a big part of my life was doing comedy. And so um, uh, once I got too busy with studying uh, in med school to, to do like late night open mics and comedy sets, then I, I started getting into social media and I found mm. Twitter. Which is a perfect avenue for comedians uh, because you know you have these you know digestible little tweets that can serve as jokes and um, and so I, I just started telling my jokes and kind of using Twitter as a surrogate for actual in-person stand-up comedy and it worked pretty well and uh, I chose the name Doctor Glockenflecken because I wanted to to think of whatever the the most ridiculous word in ophthalmology was uh, and uh, in, a, in a field. Full of ridiculous words. I, I settled on glockenflecken. Although, if I had known what this would turn into, I probably would have chosen an easier word to to pronounce. Yeah. Uh, people have a, a tremendous uh, amount of difficulty with glockenflecken. So, I want to say well done to you. You uh, as perfect, absolutely perfect glockenflecken. You got it right on.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that because when I discovered you on Twitter, I think for the first year or so, I didn't really know what that word was, and I, I certainly wasn't pronouncing it in my head at all. So I had to look it up in preparation.
1: <laughs> it's an actual word in ophthalmology. It's a real thing. Not very not very funny, though, whatever it is. Is it? Okay. Do we need to know what it
0: is, or is one of those things you don't really want to know? Not it really.
1: Is? It's not that yeah. important. <laughs> okay.
0: So, I mean, one of the things, as I said at the start, I'm, I'm sort of interested in uh, whether what you're doing with humor and comedy is actually essentially making people feel better to the point that they can actually do their job better. Um, Certainly Mm -hmm. it makes you feel better when you're looking at comedy um, and the the feeling of laughter and being amused is clearly a very positive state. I was wondering if you know what kind of, if you're aware of what kind of impact you have
1: on people. So Um, I, I, I haven't, you know, for a long time, I I really wasn't aware of it. Uh, That became more, more apparent with the pandemic. Um, I, I started getting a lot more, uh, uh, messages and emails from people saying basically just saying how much it's helped them. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to be able to come home from working with COVID patients all day and then being able to see this video that made them laugh when nothing else has been able to make them laugh for a long time. And, and, uh, that that just it kind of blows me away you know, when I get a message like that, because, you know, I, I've gone into this just, you know, from the perspective of someone who just likes to make people laugh. I enjoy making people laugh. That's why I'm in comedy. Uh, but I never thought it would have that kind of an impact on on people in healthcare. care. Uh, and so and that just has given me uh, more motivation to continue Doing this uh, and continue making videos and putting the time in to trying to make them as funny as possible, uh, because yeah. uh, it it's it does seem to be helping people, especially during the pandemic.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's consistent with what we know as well from kind of social psychology. If you receive positive feedback, so in this case you receive feedback for um, doing a good job with comedy. But the same is true in, in your professional life as well. When you receive feedback for something that you've done well, you become more motivated to do more of it. And you've just sort of spelled that out brilliantly. But there's another type of impact that I wonder if you're aware that people are sort of, you, you've, you've developed quite a loyal cult following. I'm sure, I'm sure you're aware of this, but if it's all right with you, I'll just read out a few um, things from Twitter that i printed off. So there was quite a famous post recently from, I assume she's your wife who's closed by the name of Lady Glockenflecken. Yeah. And she, she hacked your account for uh, Father's Day and posted a rather lovely message. 44 seconds of pure drama and love in, uh, in a fantastic message. And then the responses underneath that. So uh, someone called Mohit Sharma on Twitter said, thank you for sharing him with all of us. He's a bright spot of my day. I look forward to his messages. God bless. Mukta said, uh, we love you. Uh, Dr. Glockenflecken and, and Lady Glockenflecken, thanks for making our lives brighter and making us laugh. Bolder Body Worker, <laughs> there's some great names on Twitter, it Said, uh, <laughs> I thought I really liked Dr. Glockenflecken, turns out I might like Lady Glockenflecken more. You two are both obnoxiously adorable. Wanda Trek has written, he's amazing. Uh, my favorite one is Helen vex said, Happy Father's Day, thank you for bringing cheer to all of the disillusioned medics everywhere, which sort of ties in with what you were just saying uh, if if we've disillusioned before we certainly are now after the um the hard hit we've had from the pandemic mm-hmm. how does that feel hearing that type of stuff and reading this kind of feedback
1: it it, it feels really good it, it's uh you know it, every we all you know when we go into medicine we all want to try to make a difference <laughs> that, mm. that's that's kind of you know a big part of what we're doing um, and it, uh, it does make me feel good to know that, um, that uh, people support us, uh, both me and my wife. And she, you know, obviously, none of this would have happened, right, if she hadn't intervened and, and saved mm-hmm. my life with 10 minutes of chest compressions when I had a cardiac arrest. Um, and uh, some people have told me that they they think that my cardiac arrest made me funnier, <laughs> which is entirely possible. Uh, it's, uh, it was, it really wasn't until after that that I, I started really getting into TikTok, which is what resonates the most with people. Um, but, uh, you know, the, um, the bond with my wife as it's changed, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's different. It's stronger. It's, um, uh, since, since that event and it's, it's also mm. been extremely difficult. And so it's, um, it's really nice to hear the support from people. Uh, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's helped us. Well,
0: that's, yeah, that's good to hear because you've you're doing a fantastic job and she did an amazing job with you. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, for yeah, sure. it's, it's inspiring it, for those of us watching from the sidelines. It's really inspiring. Um, do you think there's a, a, a place for more, laughter in our jobs, particularly in healthcare, Have we become a bit too serious and earnest? Um, I, th- I sometimes get told, we're, you know, we need a bit more professional. I work in intensive care where things are fairly, um, I guess, slick and organized. And sometimes it feels like there isn't space for humor. But I also sometimes think I wish there could be a bit more. What do you think?
1: I think, I think there's always room for more. Um, it's difficult, though. It's this is not... Uh it's a it's a tough uh field uh to to introduce comedy and to keep that kind of thing up because there's so much gravity to what we do um and even more so in critical care medicine and and then uh some of the uh, you know more um and some of the specialties where, where patients are very sick and dying and it's mm-hmm. just you know how do you find uh the 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 space emotionally and mentally to explore humor. And, um, and so I, and I don't think it's for everyone, you know, not everybody has that, that, uh, that part of themselves that they want to, to, to put out there um, on, you know, in public and on social media. Uh, but that's not the only place that humor has to exist, right? We, we mm. can have it with our day-to-day interactions with people. And mm. it, 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 humor has a way of disarming, Mm. uh, those around us and ourselves. Um, you know, the way most of us use humor is, is when we're, um, we're faced with, uh, this kind of insurmountable obstacle, this, this challenge that we, we have no power over, whether, whether you have a cardiac arrest, uh, that you didn't know you were going to have or, or you're faced with, uh, uh, with cancer or you have, um, uh, a, a challenge at work that you, you, you that's that you can't overcome you're you have you you feel powerless in types of situations and what does is it allows you to gain some some semblance of power over in in a Mm. in a in a situation where you feel powerless and and there's a lot of those Mm. situations in medicine there's a lot of times when we feel powerless Mm. when we don't know what to do in the u.s when we're dealing with health insurance and uh and Mm. all in our our uh all the the difficulties that we have with our uh, healthcare um, industry here Uh, it's and that's, that's where a lot of my humor comes from is uh, these situations where you don't know what to do. How do you deal with these prior authorizations and all these things that we have to deal with here? Uh, Well, you know, I I don't have any power in those situations. I'm going to make jokes about it. And at least I can make people laugh and that can feel like I'm overcoming those situations. And, then other people can will resonate. You know that will resonate with other people, uh, and so I, I feel like that's a, a, a strong motivator in medicine to to embrace comedy and to bring it mm. into our daily lives, uh, because so much of what we do is extremely challenging, and um, some of the challenges we have are we 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 can't overcome, and so humor is a way to allow us to do that.
0: Nice, yeah. There's a lot of trauma in life, isn't there? And, and a lot of trauma when you work in healthcare, or of course when you're a patient. Yes, yeah, so yeah. that's that's really helpful to hear that.
1: And the, the um, challenges, one of the big challenges of doing this though, is is that it's because it is so serious. Because and so mm-hmm. you you can, I, I I always encourage people to embrace comedy and humor, not even just telling jokes, but just the, the, the humor side. We all have we all have a sense of humor. Um, the challenge is being able to do it appropriately at times, especially when you're trying to to, to do it on social media, which yeah. is, uh, you know, that's, and I talk about that a lot. I've talked about it on Twitter, how to do it, you know, in a way that, that is not offensive. And, uh, uh, and, and that can be really tricky in medicine. Yeah. I, I just um,
0: saw a tweet that you sent out with a thread around, Uh, the pain score and um, the rating of pain from one to 10. I showed it to some non-medical family members who also found it hilarious, which is good to know that it transcends um, our profession. But the one point you make in that, which is absolutely key. And interestingly, I hadn't figured it out until he pointed it out, was that you're not in any way ridiculing the patients. This is is all us as professionals, really. that was a nice point and something to remember when we're when we're cracking
1: jokes on rounds i guess yeah that's that's it's a that's that's by design if you if you go yeah. through and look at all my videos very few of them have any kind of patient character in them. yeah uh, because it's um medicine is full of power dynamics like the whole our whole field you know we have you know doctors and their relationship with patients we have uh, uh, patients with their nurses, nurses with doctors, and there's all these perceived power dynamics on who's more powerful in the relationship, yeah. who has less power, and uh, being able to navigate those with humor uh, appropriately is, I think it's a skill, honestly, because mm-hmm. I've made a lot of mistakes doing it, as I mentioned in that thread, uh, but you learn from that, and you learn how to do it well, and that's why if you do it publicly on a, on a social media platform, you have to just really put a lot more thought into it um and uh and just uh know what your target is or you know and so it's just um it's it can be uh it can be a bit of a challenge yeah
0: but you make it look easy and natural which is the sign of someone who's really mastered (laughs) their art
1: thank you yeah
0: um is so is uh comedy and making jokes part of your ophthalmology life
1: as well does it feature yeah it it is but it's different you know yeah. it's um uh you know obviously so in ophthalmology we we are our clinics are extremely busy uh we uh i'll see anywhere from like you know 40 to 45 patients in a day and so i don't have a lot of time uh, mm. with patients fortunately the eyeball is very small and so uh <laughs> you know, I'm not a a general practitioner. I have to address uh, multiple medical problems. And so we can typically do uh, an encounter with a patient relatively quickly. Um, And so, you know, it's, I, I'll, I'll joke around with patients just a little bit. It's very, Mm. um, uh, you know, uh, dad type of humor, very kind of, you know, some puns thrown in there. uh, (laughs) Just a very, (laughs) very kind of just safe kind of joking with patients and small talk type of situations. Um, And so, and that's, that's, that is quite a bit different than than what you see on uh, social media, but yeah, there's humor there in my, in my everyday interactions because it's um, uh, it's just really helpful to connect with patients. I think you connect with patients uh, much more quickly when you're able to share a laugh. Yeah. It's, it's, and when you'd only have a few minutes with a patient and you share a laugh, it's it's uh it just it, it releases those endorphins. You're like, oh, I like being with this person. Mm. This yeah. is great. that's so yeah. really helpful. It's a good way to build rapport, isn't it? Hmm.
0: Um. That's fantastic. There's a there's a couple of questions we've been asking all our guests. Um. One of them is, um, is drawn from a concept called appreciative inquiry, where you look into the future and you th- try and imagine what could be improved in the world, or could be a a small world of ophthalmology or a big world of uh, uh, comedy or the world we live in. And so the question is, what is the best version of the future that you can imagine? Um, Is there anything that you think we could just
1: be doing a lot better? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think so. Um, Every emergency department should have a functioning slit lamp. um, Of course. And and, and tono pen. Uh, yeah. and, um, and there, there would be uh, the ophthalmology knowledge among all doctors would be, would be so extensive that I would never have to go into a hospital ever again. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's my, my, my perfect, that my picture of utopia in the world, but in all seriousness, um, uh, I, you know, honestly, I'm with, with, with what I've, been through over the past uh year with with my medical issues uh affordable health care that's mm-hmm. what the future looks like affordable health care for everybody no matter who you are or how much money you have uh that nobody and and this may may seem you know because you know other countries do have affordable health care uh and so this may be more of a of a, a u.s specific request but uh my my picture of a future is is a place where people are not financially devastated when they get sick. Yeah, I mean, that's hugely
0: important. I've had a couple of episodes of illness myself, um, which I shared with you in our um, pre-interview mm-hmm. uh, correspondence, yeah. and I spent some time in hospital. and the, the idea of getting home and recovering from that, and then being met with with a bill, is just an, an outrageous thought. It's just it just doesn't occur. In, certainly not in the national health service um although mm. it is an extremely stretched system
1: um i mean, yeah. I mean <laughs> there's there's problems with every system right uh, yeah yeah and uh, i don't know if there is a perfect way to do it out there um uh w- with just how complex our society is you know but um i feel like there's w- better ways to do it certainly. yeah
0: and and there's something to aim for affordable health care yeah. is, is a nice strap line let's go for that um uh, the the, uh, the last question we've been asking everyone is: Do you have a favorite theme tune that might be playing when you in your head when you walk into a room? Uh, like a song. Obviously, it often often depends on the context, but it's interesting what answers people come
1: up with. So I thought I'd ask you the same. What song? Mm. Hmm. Well, the first one that usually comes into my head is "as uh, Blinded by the Light." Hmm. Um, I forgot who sings that. Actually, you know the song "Blinded by the Light." Um, I was hoping you would sing it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. It, right. Uh, that's that's as much as you're going to get from me, uh, and that's because every room I walk into, I I have a bright light that I'm shining into <laughs> <Literally>. somebody's eyeball. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's um that's probably as close to a theme song as 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 you can expect from an ophthalmologist. That's great. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: listen, Will, I I really appreciate you joining us i said this would be short and i've already taken more than the 15 minutes i promised um it's i okay. really appreciate it as well because i you said at the start you're in before i press record you're in a heat wave there, and, and you found the only cool
1: place um <laughs> yeah in, in i'm businesses. sitting in my car i'm sitting in my car outside the hotel we had to stay in last night because it was 118 degrees and we didn't have any central ac so uh fortunately that yeah. heat wave is fortunately that heat wave is going away soon so yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's that's horrible. But um, just just to
0: just to wrap up, uh, for those of the people listening or watching who haven't come across your work, uh, wh- where's the best place to find you? Twitter. Yeah,
1: you can you can find me on Twitter um, at uh, um, d glockenflucken. Doctor Glockenflucken. It it's spelled it spelled like it sounds. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Doctor G. You can type that in. I'll probably come up uh TikTok is the same thing uh Dr yeah. Dr G Dr Flecken, uh, and I have a website at drgcomedy.com where you can find all that information
0: great well we can share those links and finally um I know you do some charity work and you I'm not sure if you're an ambassador for the charity or you certainly are effectively an ambassador um do you want to give a quick yeah. shout out to that so we can generate yeah. some interest
1: so it's, uh, the, the, the group is called First Descents, um, and uh, they are a charity that provides, a uh, nonprofit that provides um, uh, uh, programs for young adults impacted by cancer. Um, yeah, uh, you know, adults in there, you know, from 18 to about uh, 35. Yeah, that's an area that's often overlooked. A group of, of patients that's often overlooked by uh, by medicine and um, mm. and and support systems. And so this group brings um, brings those patients, those people together uh, to help form a support network uh, of of young adults who have had cancer. Uh, and it's uh, you go on outdoor adventures and um, kind of just bond and connect with each other and it's just a really wonderful i've i've been able to um i was originally just a participant in the in the group and now i've uh, raised i raised money for them, and uh it's it's a very worthwhile well charity first to sense cool well we can
0: certainly make a donation to that from learning from excellence for sure
1: oh that's i Um, appreciate that thank you
0: yeah well thanks thanks again um it was a real pleasure to meet you um
1: yeah it was great thank you for having me uh,
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for listening, and thanks, of course, to Will for all the inspiring comedy that he's producing. He feels like we need it now more than ever. I hope you can take home some insights and inspiration from this conversation. For me, the most important message is the positive impact of humour on our well-being, and I do believe that if we get it right, we can use humour to improve our performance. So that's it for this week. Until next time.